Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing here on Thursday the 9th of July. And yes, we have live test cricket. COVID-19 and the rain could not stop the cricket from happening. So, yes, well done, England. You got the cricket going. Um, in New Zealand, uh, sorry, in, in, in rugby news, we'll be talking about the potential across Tasman competition, um, the RFU laying off players. Um, and then also we have our update from the Sal's NZNBL um, as well. Um, so, this is your best way to start the day up to speed with all the important sports news here on New Zealand Sports Radio. And let's kick off with football news. Um, and uh, the um, the New Zealand Football Association will be running a national men's and women's league um, this season. Um, and uh, they were aiming to uh, football. The season over here is a summer league, unlike um, in Europe, which means it happens at a similar time to Europe. Um, so the men's team uh, is expected to run from November to May. Also, the men's competition is expected to run from November to May um, as per usual. Um, however, on the women's side, uh, this competition normally finishes before Christmas. And with the delay to the regional competitions, that means that that window um, for those games isn't there. There are only 13 match days available rather than um, the 15 that are required to hold the Women's National League. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, choices they make around the Women's League. Will it overlap into next year or will they change the formats to fit in to the window that they have got? Um, so uh, keep your eyes out there, folks. Um, this is off the back of the funding we, we mentioned yesterday that government has provided for National Leagues um, to get themselves off the ground. I'm going to hand you over to Ashwin, who is who's going to take us through our cricket update. Good morning, Paul, and good morning to our viewers and listeners on the interweb. And yes, the first day anticipation has been doused. First day of play and a much anticipated return 
return to top-level cricket has been majorly curtailed by rain today or overnight. The start of play was delayed by early morning showers and then a wet outfield. So, yeah, it was sort of quite a flat beginning to uh, the first test. When play did get underway, Ben Stokes, standing in his first game as the captain of England, won the toss and elected to bat. And the English team might have been wondering whether that was the correct decision after Dom Shipley was sent back to the pavilion in only the second over of the day. Shannon Gabriel went through the defences to have him bowled with, um, with uh, sorry, have him bowled with troubling, without troubling the scorers. I'm just going to bring up the old scorecard here. There, hopefully you can see that. And uh, as we can see, we've got Burns that's um, still not out on 20 and Joe Denley on 14. The um, successful bowler there, Shannon Gabriel, who's um, got his one wicket off his five overs that are pretty, not, not going too badly. And then very economically, Jason Holder coming in with three overs. As they're very curtailed, so not a lot of action going on. So England will resume tomorrow with um, the score uh, on, on day two at the score at 35 for one. Earlier in the day, the most significant moment of the day came before a bowl, ball had even been bowled. As the local Sky broadcast dedicated 20 minutes to the Black Lives Matter movement with powerful words from Michael Holding, followed by Ebony Rainford Brent. Uh, if, if for those of you that aren't aware, Ebony Rainford Brent is from the women's England women's cricket team. Michael Holding was in tears towards the end of his four and a half minute delivery of his anti-racism speech, and then the two squads followed there with their own show of support for the Black Lives Movement matter when they took a knee in solidarity just before the start of the match. Also, before the start of the match, there was a minute silence for those who had lost their lives during this COVID nineteen pandemic and for the passing last week of the great Sir Everton Weeks. So we look forward to basically day two, where hopefully the uh, English weather and the English summer plays ball and allows us to see some of that test cricket that we've been waiting for for so long. And it is Thursday, so make sure you join us this evening uh, for this week's instalment of Swinging from the Hips, where Rohit, Taryn and I will review the trunk, very truncated first day of play uh, between England and West Indies. And uh, as there hasn't been much play, we'll go through the actual playing 11 and the pitch conditions as well and just sort of give our thoughts on where the pitch might go and um, what what impact or who we'll be looking for within those playing 11s to, to make an impact for the first test. So that's tonight, 8pm New Zealand time, swinging from the hip right here on New Zealand Sport Radio. And that, Paul, is our very truncated cricket news. Oh, it sounds like the... Uh... We might have uh, more coverage than there was actual gameplay this evening. If there was less than that, if there was less than an hour of play yesterday, yes, um, absolutely, less than an hour of play. And I think they went on and off for showers. <laughs> and in the end, it's, it's, it, the uh, English summer didn't let us down. Fantastic! Oh yes. Um, <laughs> moving on then to basketball news, and uh, in the uh, Sal's uh, NBL, uh, we had two games last night. First off. The Manawatu Jets beat the Nelson Giants convincingly 102 to 72. And then we had a similarly big scoreline in the second game. The Canterbury Rams winning 77 to, um, sorry, the Canterbury Rams losing 77 to 102 to the Franklin Bulls. Now, the Manawatu Jets managed that even though uh, their head coach um, had to disappear uh, for the final quarter. Apparently, he ate something uh, that didn't agree with him. 
Um, for the men of two jets, uh, you've got to say um, Bezant with 24 points uh, led the way, but he was backed up ably um, by with four other teammates making it into double figures, whereas um, the Nelson Giants, only two players could make it into double, double figures um, scoring-wise. So a good all-round team performance there by the Manua two Jets. Moving on to the um, in the Canterbury rounds, were the early pace setters, but really have stumbled of late. Um, and uh, again, um, Tamal's 25 points really could not um, uh, um, lift his team as, uh, yeah, he just didn't get the support from his teammates uh, in the game. Um, unlike uh, Kalam Poto uh, and Davidson, who scored 22 and 20 points each, um, they uh, obviously backed each other up and they had sort of twin scoring options um, with other players also chipping in, whereas uh, Talam was fighting a lone battle over on his side. Uh, on That means now that we have three teams tied at the top of the table with the Manua, uh, sorry, the Taranaki Airs, the uh, Manua 2 Jets and the Franklin Bulls, all with four wins. The Otago Nuggets, the uh, Canterbury Rams and the Nelson Giants there on three wins. And the Auckland Huskies now have two wins at the bottom there. So closing the gap um, at the bottom. Um, so uh, good results all round there. Uh, let's going to add you. To, sorry, we're going to hand over now to um, Stephen, who is going to take us through our birthday updates. Thanks again, uh, Paul, and good morning to everybody tuning into New Zealand uh, Sport Radio. We'll get straight into our uh, birthdays uh, this morning. A South African-born New Zealand cricketer, a professional New Zealand motor racing driver on the rise, and finally, an Olympic and Commonwealth Games woman's black stick. Elizabeth Ella Gunson, born this day, the 9th of July, 1989, is a New Zealand field hockey player. She was first selected for the Black Sticks woman in June 2009, along with 10 other players as the Black Sticks squad was overhauled following its last place finish at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Gunson has competed for the New Zealand women's national field hockey team, the Black Sticks woman, since 2009 including at the 2010 Commonwealth Games and the 2012 Summer, Summer Olympics. She participated at the 2020 Women's FIH Pro League. Moving right along, Earl Anderson Bamba, born at this day the 9th of July 1990, is a professional racing driver from New Zealand, currently competing as a factory driver for Porsche Motorsport in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship GTLM class. He is the 2014 Porsche Super Cup and double Porsche Carrera Cup Asian champion. He is a double Le Mans 24 Hours winner, having won the 2015 24 Hours of Le Mans with Nico Hulkenberg and Nick Tandy in the 2017 24 Hours of Le Mans with Timo Bernhard and Brendan Hartley. The trio was also joint winner of the 2017 FIFA World Endurance Championship for drivers. And finally this morning, Bradley John Watling, born this day, the 9th of July, 1985, known as BJ Watling, is a South African-born New Zealand international cricketer who has represented Northern District since December 2004. He made his test debut in December 2009 and eight months later played his first one-day international. In 2012, Watling assumed the role of wicketkeeper in tests 
Watling holds the record for the most dismissals by a wicketkeeper for New Zealand and has been involved in the highest sixth and seventh wicket partnership for New Zealand in tests. He is the first wicketkeeper batsman to score a double hundred for New Zealand in tests. And that's our uh, birthdays uh, this uh, morning. Not a lot of league news around this morning, but I will be back tomorrow with more birthdays and hopefully some league news. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you very much, Stephen, for that uh, birthday update. You are listening to New Zealand Sports Radio. And just to bring you up to date on your the EPL results from overnight, Man City um, beat Newcastle United 5-0. Sheffield United beat Wolverhampton Wanderers 1-0. And West Ham lost to Burnley 0-1. Despite the solitary goal, uh, that would have... Um, so West Ham missed out on the opportunity of pulling away from the relegation zone. They are still four points clear of Aston Villa uh, and Bournemouth, um, but both those teams have got a game in hand um, to play. One of those um, will be played um, today, which is Brighton, will be playing Liverpool, the new champions. Um, um, Liverpool's have got over their initial hangover um, after winning the competition. So, yeah, Bournemouth uh, got a tough task um, ahead of them. Moving on then to rugby news. And don't forget, folks, before before I move on to rugby news, don't forget, folks, you can listen to us on the go. Just download the, um, the New Zealand Sports Radio podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Acast, or any of your favourite podcatchers for that matter. Um, moving on then, uh, and some sad news for um, the Highlanders uh, uh, in that, um, uh, and also for Josh Dixon, uh, as he has broken his leg, uh, and now faces four months on the sideline. Um, that's going to obviously see him uh, out of the rest of Super Rugby. Uh, and you've got to say also most of the Minor 10 Cup um, as well. So we wish him a full um, and speedy recovery. Uh, also uh, in Super Rugby, you'll have noted, you might have seen some of uh, the... Um, Surveys that have been happening, or online surveys amongst the players, uh, and um, a certain uh, hooker uh, has uh, been voted as the biggest grub in New Zealand rugby, and that's Dane Coles um, with a 44%, so well clear of Brodie Retallick on 15% there. Um, and then, uh, interesting enough, Jordy Barrett, a back on 10%, comes third in the rankings as the biggest grub in New Zealand in the New Zealand game. Uh, you'll have heard lots of talk about a trans-Tasman competition for Super Rugby uh, next year. Uh, but there does appear to be um, an issue, or some issues with this between New Zealand uh, and Australia. Um, apparently, uh, the, some, some members of the New Zealand board are pushing for only two teams from Australia to be involved. Now, Australia turned down an idea, the proposal, that had only three teams involved earlier this year. Um, so clearly that would not be palatable for them. Um, apparently Australia are now um, putting in a, uh, a, a backup option of having their own domestic competition um, with um, between six and eight teams uh, in New Zealand, if, uh, sorry, in Australia, if they cannot um, reach a compromise with New Zealand rugby. Um, Australia would rather have five teams so they can bring the force back in. Um, 
but or but maybe four teams is perhaps a better level for them. Um, uh, there is also talk of potentially then allowing players to in New Zealand to play in, in any Super Rugby um, or any Trans Tasman um, team rather than having to just play in New Zealand to be eligible for the All Blacks, um, and that way they could bring the standard of all teams up. Uh, they're also looking at including a, a, an, a team from the Pacific Islands um, as well in that. Um, so we have to see, obviously, discussions ongoing there, um, and we'll have to see um, what eventuates from that. Over in um, England, and the RFU have had to lay off, or will be laying off, 139 staff um, over there, um, which obviously a big... Um, due to losses due to um, coronavirus. Uh, they're expecting to lose £107 million pounds, um, in the um, short term. Um, and so uh, they're looking at, uh, uh, that. That's to give you an idea, that's 20% uh, uh, of its normal um, revenue. Um, and hence, uh, that's why they're looking at uh, reducing um, that uh, number, or the number of their staff. Um, you have now started the day um, the best way um, in New Zealand, uh, sorry, the best <laughs> it's early in the morning, folks. Um, and you know what? We have been going for 99 days now, bringing you the morning sports briefing. Yes, folks, that means that tomorrow will be the 100th episode um, of, <laughs> the, <laughs> of the morning sports briefing. Um so yes, do uh, if you would like to support the um, support this independent um, uh, media organisation, then you can do. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash driving mall, um, which is my old brand, uh, and you can support us through there with a monthly donation. Or you can, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, there is a link down below where you can make a one-off donation. I'll link in the notes where you can make a one-off donation um, to support. Um, the to, to support um, the uh, New Zealand Sports Radio. So thank you everybody um, for um, watching us on be it Facebook, YouTube, um, or Twitter, uh, and for listening to us on the podcast um, as well. Your support um, is much appreciated, uh, and thank you very much, everybody. Um, as Aaron says uh, um, in the chat, party time drinks um, tomorrow um, during the show. Uh, yes. Uh, party time uh, teas and coffees at seven o'clock in the morning uh, it won't be <laughs> champagnes and beer that's for certain so everybody have a wonderful day you have started the day the best way um with all the important sports news Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.